Welcome back to Sports Matters. This is Kevin Drake along with Matt Burt here. On the line we have our Patriots fan since birth, my dear friend, Mr. Nick Chester. Welcome back, my friend. How you doing? Great, Kevin. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what a fabulous morning. I mean, you... I know I text you this. You must be beside yourself. Nine Super Bowl appearances in 18 seasons. Is that crazy you know, or what? It's crazy, and it's what I've come to expect as a fan. You know, until this Belichick Brady duo decides to uh, you know move on to something different. I mean, this is what you have to expect. And you know, as bleak as things may have looked with some some really bad road losses this year, uh, you know, I always always had it in my heart that this team was going to get it together and and pull through. And it's just another ride, and just enjoying every bit. You know, you think about it, the last time we talked, they the Patriots went on to lose that, that crazy game at Pittsburgh. Or no, I think it was Miami. Then they lost to Pittsburgh. I think the last time we talked, the Rams and the Chiefs scored 100 points between yeah, the two yeah. teams. It, it, was a, right. it was a week after that. It was a yeah. week after that game. But it was uh, – they lost those two games, and everybody's like, okay, the Patriots are done. And I know that you know, Nick's Facebook page is blown up by all the haters of the Patriots saying, oh, they're <laughs> done. Mahomes is here to stay. And it's just like – I was laughing inside. Patriots lost a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They can't win on the road. Uh, who's in the Super Bowl? Can you tell me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's been a it's been a rough year uh, as a Patriots fan overall. It seems seemingly the entire nation is looking for uh, the, the Patriots to you know find another misstep somewhere. But uh, you know, and, and and somewhat warranted. Let's say Tom Brady has not had the best statistical year. I mean, there's been a lot more focus on running the football. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of injuries uh, with his receivers. You know, Josh Gordon. You know, that that coincidentally happened right after that Pittsburgh loss as well. You know, and, and also, you know, in relating in relating to going on the road, every team gets up for the Patriots, and I, I think it's you know the same now with Kansas City and the Rams, some of these other uh, you know high scoring teams. You know, the teams give it everything they have, regardless of record, when the Patriots come to town and. You know, you got to chalk some of it up to a little complacency on the road, and I, I think you know, just watching some of these recent interviews, you're 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 picking. I'm picking up on the fact that you know they may have gotten a little comfortable during the regular season, and just assuming they'd get to the postseason. So, Nick, uh, have you, you know, they say oh, they say it all matters after Thanksgiving. You know that 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 you know, games after Thanksgiving are what truly matter, and that's what we're seeing here. Nick, have you ever chanted "We're still here"? I don't think that's going to happen unless I'm in a crowd somewhere. But, uh, you know, I, I felt pretty fired up in seeing that rally uh, send off the other day. That was pretty cool. That was like a record crowd to send the Pats off yeah, to the 25, bowl. 25,000 people. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that nation is just uh, intense when it comes to supporting this team. And, you know, you have to wonder how many are left. So, you know, in this trip to the Super Bowl again, you know, I think everybody's just trying to really savor this. And, yeah, they, they filled the entire inside of the stadium in the middle of the day. So, uh, yeah, it says a lot about that fan base. I don't think it's so much complacency. The fact that the Patriots go deep in the playoffs in the last three years, heck, this is a third Super Bowl appearance. I mean, that's a lot of football that's played. I know some of those road games were just rough, and I don't know how that, – that was just a lucky play by Miami. It just – they had that game won, and just that happened. You know, how how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, talked about Miami it. Is, Miami aside, you know, these these other losses on the road uh, were, were pretty ugly. You know, Tennessee – Titans, uh, you know, certainly had their way with the Patriots, and you know there there was definitely a select few Jacksonville, you know, early in the year, and then uh, Detroit you know, before they, yeah, you know, dismantled. Uh, you know, they they came up and uh, 
with a big win there at home, you know, with the high 90-degree temperatures in September. So, yeah. The Patriots are like bamboo. They bend but don't break. It's just something about them. They're, they're chameleons. They really prepare so well for their teams. And I think that's the advantage that they have is having a wizard of Coach Belichick and a wizard at quarterback at Tom Brady. Tom Brady is like eight and a half years older <laughs> than the head coach Shaw McVay. That's that's a, that's the first time in Super Bowl history that's happened. Yeah, that's crazy. And who's to say we may not, you know, see something like that again? You can't say enough about Sean McVay and the talent that he brings. And uh, you know, also read that Bill Belichick is exactly double his age at sixty six years old. So uh, yeah, that's another fun tidbit on that. But you know, going back to why why you know teams like the Patriots seem to always bend and, and don't break, and they find resiliency. And we, we certainly saw that last week with an incredible overtime finish. But you know. We get so enamored with the high-scoring athleticism of the game these days, but it really boils down to mental toughness. And you go back decades, and the greats always had great mental toughness. And, you know, no matter how bad things seemed or how bleak things seemed, they always found that will to win. And, you know, that starts from the top all the way down. And, and you know, certainly Tom, always, Tom Brady talks a lot about mental toughness. But, you know, that to me seems to be the one common denominator that really keeps this team hungry and and in it until the end of the season well there's an old adage and it goes the smart take from the strong and what the patriots do is they don't have the best athletes although you could argue gronkowski is an amazing athlete at his size but they don't have the best weapons around him there's no there's no elite wide receiver that you can think of it's just the smart like the, the brand of football that they play is smart football. They recruit smart athletes like that have high football IQ. It makes sense why they keep going back time and time again because when you put smart players together, they kind of figure things out on the fly. They figure out defenses. They figure out this and that. And that's kind of a testament to Bill Belichick for sure. Right, right. And just executing the play. You know, football is an extremely technical sport with 11 guys on each side of the ball with very close coordination. And, you know, it comes down to practice, preparation, and, uh, you know, the coaching staff, you know, no matter which coordinator is in or out or, you know, whatever it happens to be the following year, the team just manages to really work with precision and, and in sync. And, you know, no matter what the talent level is, you know, the spacing's right, the play's drawn out right, and, you know, you have a great quarterback to execute the play. It seems to be the formula. So, Nick, tell me how this yep. offensive line stops Aaron Donald, the best defensive player the Patriots have seen this season. Right. I think this you know, boils down to a couple different things. You know, number one, uh, you know, one of the big underrated components of the Patriots' offensive line being as successful as they have been, and certainly the greatest challenge is coming this weekend, is, uh, you know, they've got guys like Dwayne Allen and James Devlin that, you know, really do a great job in absorbing that, you know, extra – uh, rusher or, you know, double teaming, you know, obviously guys like Donald who are, you know, just going to be beast to stop. Uh, but, you know, the, the quick release of, of Brady uh, in the pocket is, is also another critical need. And, and, you know, to me, in order to keep guys like Donald away, the, the receivers are going to have to get free early in the routes. They're going to have to, you know, find ways to get that ball out of the pocket within two seconds. Uh, did you guys see the mic'd up? Uh, with Joey Bosa and uh, and the, char- the Chargers after that divisional win, did you happen to take a look at any of that? I, 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 we we have not. We don't. Probably it was should really eye opening in the fact that he, you know, he was mic'd up for this game, and 
he kept talking to Melvin Ingram and guys on the sideline about how he was just befuddled on how he was getting to Brady within one to two seconds and that ball was out. And, you know, he hadn't, he didn't record a sack. In fact, uh, Kansas City has, did not record a sack either. And I, I want to say the Patriots now are two games without a sack on Brady, which is just unreal in the playoffs. But, um, you know, it just boils down to that quick relief. But you exactly. can't say enough about the Patriots' offensive line. This is one of the best seasons I've seen this offensive line play in the Belichick era uh, in terms of protection. Um, but I think that that's the simple ingredient. It's just getting that ball out quick. Nick, you may or may not know this, but Tom Brady, when he's blitzed, he completes 71% of his passes in Super Bowl history. He has five touchdowns when he's blitzed from the outside. The only way you're ever going to get and with this, the best offensive line, and obviously it's going up against a formidable defensive line, is the Rams will have to apply pressure just by only sending four guys because you got to keep people at home. Because like you said, the Dwayne Allens and Julian Edelmans are so intelligent. They're, they're, they're going to get open. They're going to get open, right. and they're going to be right there. And Tom Brady gets rid of that ball so fast. And he's so much better when they blitz from the outside. It's like, yeah, you're going to get to Tom Brady. The ball's gone. But he's incredibly in tune to what the defense is throwing at him, and you know, is able to to extrapolate what you know where the pressure is coming from, and, and to find the open guy across the field um, on the other side. And it's always been a huge, a huge weapon for him is just that mental uh, fortitude and, and just knowledge of the game. But you know, just going to that four man rush, you know, coincidentally, uh, all the Patriots' losses in the Super Bowl have uh, have been attributed to that. You know, just as recent as Philadelphia. Uh, really, just getting getting to him with the front four, and, and you know that that dagger of fumble at the end of last year's Super Bowl uh, was made, you know was was drawn by a defensive tackle. Uh, the Giants both times, you know, they had a really strong front four with uh, you know Tuck and Strahan and and uh, you know that group and you know uh, O.C. Yumanura, and they they didn't throw really any blitzes at him in those games and just got right up the middle and flashed the pocket, and that's going to be what what uh, the Rams are going to have to do to get. Edge on this one. Yeah, I don't True. see I don't see the Rams blitzing a whole lot. No. I mean, I I just don't with the talent that they have up front. I mean, I, 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 they're going to drop back. They're going to expect the pass. They're going to cover Edelman, and you're you're going to have to figure out about Gronkowski if you're going to have to double it or not. I mean, because there's going to be that's kind of the matchup that you're going to look at is like Gronkowski is the X factor here because if you look at it from the Rams' perspective. How many really dominant tight ends have the Rams played this season? I don't think they have. Yep. I really don't think they have. And so they're going to have to double. And what happens when they double is that they're going to have one less guy that Marcus Peters is going to be away from his side because they're going to have to put so much pressure on Gronkowski. And the problem with that is is that Marcus Peters, being the aggressive kind of player he is, gives up the home run balls. But he also is that ball hawk that you need. So it's kind of like those are the two X factors for me is how well does Marcus Peters does if he doesn't have coverage over the top for him when they're having so much. I think Belichick shades Gronkowski to the opposite side and force them to play double coverage and go single coverage with Marcus Peters to in the game. That's what I think is going to happen, but I don't, I don't know exactly. Like I'm just the guy on the couch that's like yelling at the TV. So I mean, that's just what I see. I mean, I think Gronkowski is What do you think, yeah. Nick? What do you see? I, I see Gronkowski getting split out wide. I, I, I think that that's going to be the, the way that they're going to find room in the middle to get guys like Edelman the ball with regularity. And, you know, we, we see what an ingredient of, you know, that is in terms of success. It's, you know, you keep Edelman engaged in the, uh, in the play calling and, and good things happen. Long drives, 
seemingly, you know, ensue from that. But, uh, but you know, I, I definitely see Gronkowski splitting out wide. I also see Gronkowski being used as a blocker. I, I think they commit to the running game. Um, and I also think they, uh, you know, expose the middle a lot through the running backs and, and their ability to receive the football. Uh, you know, Sonny Michelle's been an incredible force in running the ball. Oh, absolutely. And stepping into the mix as well. But uh, don't sleep on James White. I, I think James White, again, is going to be a huge factor in this one. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think he's going to be the X Factor. He's the type of guy who catch the ball from out of the backfield, all just, these little short plays. Just listening to that, I, yeah. just like, okay, you have to game plan for three running backs. And then Sony Michelle, he's just tearing it up. Tearing and the Patriots up. have been running the ball a lot more than they are passing. So you just don't know when they're going to pass, but when they do. Like from a coach's yeah. perspective, okay, they have three running backs that we have to pair for, and then they have all these receivers, and every single one of them is going to need attention. Like it's crazy right. how good they are, kind of like that. And it, it, it uh, being a coach going against the New England, you must have not, you must not sleep that entire week. You must be up late watching film because you have no idea what Bill Belichick is going to throw at you. Absolutely none. He's going to come out with something new every time. It's like uh, it, it just it floors me how good he is, how smart he is, and how much smarter he is than the rest of the NFL. It's incredible. Right. So if I can, if I want to turn it to you. I, I'm wondering what your take is on the Rams' defensive game plan and what the priority needs. You know, Belichick always is you know famous for finding your one strength and shutting that down. If you're Sean McVay, what are you doing to attack the Patriots, and what do you think the ultimate component to shutting that offense is, aside from getting to Brady? Because I think that's the obvious one. Well, the first thing is, Wade Phillips is going to be the defensive coordinator, so he has a lot of familiarity with the Patriots' offense and Tom Brady. So that's that's kind of a good start, I guess. And it's just a matter of, like, I think we touched on it. They just cannot blitz Tom Brady from, from the edges. You, you just got to get pressure from your front four. The front four has got to play out of their mind. And the Rams in the playoffs have only given up 2.3 yards per rush. Now, not to say they're going to hold the Patriots to that, but they got to really like you know really limit the big plays on the Patriots and and like Matt says you kind of got to play the field you got to really keep an eye on where Gronk is all the time because I got a feeling Gronk is going to play out of his mind especially if he's going to take some time off and who knows he could be pondering retirement I mean he's taken a lot of abuse over the years so he could just lay it out all on the line in the Super Bowl what are your thoughts I Matt? think it's, I think I think it's I think it's going to be Gronkowski's last game yeah. I, 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 can I really see that do. Too. Yeah, I, we talked about this last time. I I, I just think that Gronkowski is, um, you know, nearing the end. Uh, what we've seen in the last two weeks has has been better than what we've seen since week one this year. It's been a been a down year for him. He's dealt with injuries, uh, but I, I truly think that this is his last game. And with that, I I would expect him to just open up everything he's got um, to try to get this win. That's that's why I said he was he was going to be the X factor for sure. I I think the Rams are going to go into this, and I think they need to see what the Chiefs did and how the zone coverage at the end of the game that the Chiefs were running was just not working. I think the best way to do it is like I mean I as much as I'd say this is I would honestly put Marcus Peters on Julian Edelman, and then I would have him play single coverage with Edelman. I just say 
try to outlet. <laughs> I, just be, yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it's a bold yeah. play, and you know yeah. what? And I think you, I think I think it's the only that, way that, that Edelman's another X factor. He just he's he, he was a quarterback in college, so well, he, he's an he, he sees what Tom Brady sees. Like they don't even have to talk; they just see the play, and they're like, okay, we're gonna run this play in our heads, and boom, they nail it and every I, time. And the other thing is, I don't get why Roby Coleman is just like this hot name now, just in the media, just getting all the soaking up all this attention since his non plat. He he sat there and called Brady old. I was like, come on, man. They're just just kind of fade into the background. Like he he's a a uh nickel safety or sorry, nickel cornerback. You know, he, he's only in on certain Hey, Brady packages. is old. Like, he's 41 years old, but you know what? He's okay. got a formidable offensive line that no one's getting their hands on him. Age is just a number. But he's Brady's body is like 35, okay? <laughs> he may, he may be 40, but he's still 35. He reminds me of Gigi Buffon, the the great goalkeeper for Italy for yeah. Juventus. He's still playing too. Gigi yeah. Buffon is still but playing. But it's what you have inside your brain. It's like Tom Brady's seen everything that's been thrown at him. That's why they're so hard hard to beat it's just it's like you said it comes down to that football iq well i i think the Rams. <laughs> the key to the rams winning is stopping the run game i think you start there and then you have you just very well hope that marcus peters comes up with a big play actually i, we, I, I mean yep. keep to leave is matt, I, I, think, I think you nailed it i think you absolutely nailed it matt i, I think if they if they could if they shut down the run then patriots are going to be in for a long day going with the one dimensional look uh it's going to be a tall, tall order because there are a lot of formations and a lot of ways they get those running backs the ball. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. That's been in my gut the entire time. If the Rams are able to shut down the run, then it's going to be a long day for the Packers. But on the uh, other side of the ball, with the Rams' offense, they have two running backs. So C.J. Anderson has experience in the Super Bowl. And the one way to beat the New England Patriots is keep Tom Brady on the sideline. And by doing that is control the clock, and moving the ball, using your weapons, doing a lot of different things. Because like you said, Nick, the Patriots are going to take their best option away. They're going to try to take Todd Gurley out of the game. So well, if they could get him in the flat, like on some nice screen passes, I know it's a tall order the, to do the right Rams there. The Rams don't play like that, but though. This, they this play two man, for that. This two-man running mm-hmm. back, C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, has been working really well. And now Todd Gurley's got pretty healthy now. So I, it's I, gonna... I agree with that. I think if they run the ball well. But the Rams just play fast. I mean, it's just the Sean McVay style is trying to you can play fast, defense. but you can also, you know, use up clock. I agree, but I, I'm saying the running game will help with that, and I think C.J. Anderson and, and having Todd Gurley, I mean, that's going to be great for them. But the, the way that the, the Rams have been successful has been through speed. I mean, they, they right. get to the line fast. They get the play going right. fast. They're, they they're the younger, fast. more energetic team. I get that. But, but you can't play fast against this Patriots That's what defense. I'm saying. Yeah. So it all depends on what they prepare for. But, Nick, what do you foresee how the New England defense is going to prepare for the uh, Los Angeles Rams offense? Well, I, I think you got to prevent the Rams from stretching the field. I, you know, the running game is, is certainly a concern, uh, but the Patriots' front seven has been pretty formidable about stopping the run this year. I feel confident with their ability to at least somewhat contain that duo. What concerns me is Brandon Cooks on the outside. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, as, as talented as Stephon Gilmore is, his strength is not covering the deep ball. Uh, you know, I think the Patriots are going to be showing a lot more of the big nickel look where they've got the extra safety and help in there, and uh, that was a big method in, in shutting down Tyreek Hill last week. True but, that. Uh, but that that seems to be you know, the, the biggest concern overall, if, if not just in completing passes deep, uh, drawing the long pass interference flags as well. 
Uh, and just, you know, knowing Brandon Cooks as a Patriot last year, he, he was exceptional at drawing flag deep. So, uh, you know, those are things that can switch momentum in a you know, drop of a hat. If you, you know, are airing the ball deep and a flag is thrown, you know, that's an immediate 50-yard gain or what have you. So, uh, you know, that, that concerns me. I'm also concerned with, uh, with Woods. Uh, you know, over the middle as well. That, that's another talented guy. He gave the Patriots fits when he was in Buffalo. And, um, you know, those receiver threats are, are definitely something that concerned me as the secondary play in New England has been variable and, and very strong of late, no, no doubt. But, uh, you know, that worries me both. I I think he, he's got a good feed on what's going on. I think that's exactly what the Rams are going to do. They're going to air it out. I mean, you can only pick – you have to pick your poison against their receiving core. And I think the the one that they're going to pick up against is is they're going to double Cooks, and then I think Robert Woods is the one that they have to really figure out for. Do you think it's going to be one of those type of games where the Patriots are going to make Jared Goff beat them? I think that they they absolutely. don't absolutely yes, but I think that it's going to be a Todd Gurley show. I think Todd Gurley absolutely with four carries and C.J. Anderson. I think they're going to split. That's been working really well through, during the it postseason. It has been, but I just think Todd Gurley is about to run all over him. And, and we've seen it in, yeah. against the uh, – who was the first round? Uh, the Cowboys. Didn't they both have 100 yards? Yeah. I think one game yeah. in the playoffs yeah. they yeah, both – Yeah, they did. I think Todd Gurley And against a pretty good him. Cowboy defense. I mean, Todd yeah. Gurley – It's going to be an epic Super Bowl. It really is. It, it, whoever comes out on top, it's going to be epic. Either be, the Young yeah. Rams or the, the Wizard, the Patriots. And I still – this isn't the end for the Patriots. I just don't see it ending this year. <laughs> no, it's not. And I think on the flip side, how we said Rob Gronkowski is the X factor for the Patriots, Todd Gurley is the X factor for the Rams. Because yeah. if he does well, the Rams are going to do right. really well. But if he doesn't, yep. it's like it's the same kind of concept. It's like if Gronkowski is double covered, and you know, it's it's going to be a tough time for them because that's the matchup that you want to exploit. And the same thing on the opposite side. If Todd Gurley yep. doesn't do well, the Rams probably aren't going to do that well. So I think those are the two things that you got to look for going forward. We'll see. What were your uh, thoughts on that, Nick? Well, you know, I think the beauty of it is, is no, no matter how much analysis is put into this game, and 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 how much you know any any one person uh, you know forecasts how this is going to go, you have two extremely talented coaches that are going to adjust. There are going to be twists, or turns. There's going to be scheme changes. You know, I am absolutely hyped for this game just for the simple fact that you have two incredible coaches that are going face-to-face with the two talented rosters. And, you know, I have to wonder what the, what the experience factor is going to be within these two teams because if it's close, uh, you know, I see the edge going to the Patriots. If, if the game has a little bit, uh, you know, more distance in the favor of the Rams, I think that they could get out of hand if, uh, you know, things don't, don't stay under control on the Patriots' defensive end. Uh, it's going to boil down to whether or not Jared Goff is ready for these bright lights. And, and uh, you know, I certainly am not sold on, on whether or not he's equipped for that. But, uh, you know, we've seen it with other quarterbacks, and, and there's definitely a huge trap in underestimating him this week. We can say this, that Patrick Mahomes is ready for the bright lights because that, that was an epic, epic AFC championship game. I couldn't believe how that finished out. I know. He, 35 points score in the he, fourth quarter alone combined with both teams. He said it all along is that he wants to play in those big moments because yeah. he watched his dad pitch in big moments and he wanted to be a part of that. That's why he wanted to be a professional athlete. That's what he said for those moments. I mean, if there's a guy that's going to take down the Patriots, it's Mahomes. It's like we've seen it. We see we see the future. Well, it didn't happen this year. He got not swept. Not this year for sure. No, <laughs> not this year. But and I'm I, saying we see I it. I would say yeah. – 
Yeah, with the exception of you know the first you know two quarters of the game, the first half, he he did everything he could to get that team to win, and you know he didn't touch the ball in overtime. Uh, but you know the Patriots threw everything at him. I mean that their first drive was 15 plays and 80 yards, and they took eight minutes, over eight minutes off the clock on that first drive. That's what you do. 20 some odd degrees, freezing cold. You know the second drive they follow up. It's another you know 11 play drive for you know over five minutes and the and uh, you know ended up in an interception at the goal line there. But uh, you know they did everything to you know to really stymie them and and uh, you know take that mo- momentum out early on in the game. And the fortitude for that team to come out and the Chiefs, the Chiefs team to come out after halftime and uh, do what they did was nothing short of impressive and and uh, just another instant classic for the books. Nick, I got something really cool to share with you. So obviously, Matt and I, you know, we we've gone to the last couple Rams camp, and I got to talk to one of the uh, one of the guys was working with the Rams media department, who was also with the Patriots a year before, and he was mm-hmm. saying. There is these two teams are almost identical as far as the coaching is. There's so many similarities because it's that same feel, that same aura, that just that winning. I'm like, that's pretty cool to hear after the you know the Rams went 11 to five last year, lost in a wild card round, and to hear that now here they are in the Super Bowl. It's like that's going to make it even more epic. Yeah, you touch on it too. It's going to be the you know the battle of the coaches, see what they're going to do, and you know what all the how the players react, and really like you said. Obviously, you give the edge to Tom Brady because he can handle the bright lights and all that. I mean, come on, five Super Bowls and nine Super Bowl appearances? My goodness. I mean, goat. <laughs> I, think, I think that debate's been put to sleep, you know, and, and we'll see how this one ends up, uh, you know, coming up on Sunday. But, uh, you know, you just can't say enough about what McVay is doing. Um, I have to say, too, he's he's handled that situation extremely well in, in lieu of that uh, non-call penalty, you know, at the end of the uh, the NFC Championship game. Yeah. You know, that, that's shown a, a lot of fortitude and a lot of, uh, you know, I just have developed a lot of respect that I think the nation has as well in terms of how that's been handled. Because uh, that, that, that's a tough that's a tough spot for him to be in, you know, after that and, you know, the nation uh, the uproar. Uh, I will say, just in regards to that, uh, that non call and, and some of the fallout that's happened as a result, but the Saints have the ball to start overtime. So, you know, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. And instead of, you know what that penalty was. Exactly. It could have been, you know, they had every opportunity to take that game back in their own house, and uh, the interception was thrown, and the Rams capitalized with a you know great long field goal there at the end. But uh, you know, I think that's one part of the narrative that just keep continually is being ignored is that you know the the Saints won the coin flip and didn't do anything with it, and uh, you know that that seems to be just something that I keep thinking about, uh, you know, in relation to that. Yeah. It, I don't it, know what your guys' thoughts are. I, I, I agree, I agree with, you. with you. We all, we're in very agreement. I think it's just ridiculous because this happens all the time in NFC championships. You only get two games of football. So the bad calls happen the entire year. And then when the spotlight is on them, they kind of they come up and and now it's like a talking point where we we're forced to talk about this kind of thing. We're forced to talk about this. No, it's a no call. The referee swallowed his whistle. It's not supposed yeah, to be like woulda, that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. We should change the rules. Like they need a this. And I'm like, this happens all the time. You know, I, I just well, I was saying to Matt earlier. I, I've watched that play over and over again. All that cornerback, he was behind on the play, but he was catch up rather quickly. If he well, just turned his head. He could have most likely made a play on the ball, got an interception or deflection. They were then it just be like game over right there. It'd be yeah. like, okay, they have to kick the field goal. Rams go down, tie it up with a field goal. 
But we, they also have a kicker that could kick from 70 yards. Yeah, we, we, see we, it, we saw it in camp. I mean, he's got we, a leg. Zerline's got a leg. And he's accurate, too. But we, we, we yeah. saw this in the regular season with the Patriots and the Dolphins. There was a forward lateral on that play that didn't get called. Like that's my example is like during the regular season these things happen all the time, but because the spotlight is on them, everyone and it's goes up in tenfold. arms. And now these yeah. and now people are going so in yeah. depth to see where the referees were located, where they live. They all have ties to Southern California. <gasps> they yeah. must be doing things for the Rams. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, come, that's, come on, that's it's garbage. Do we, you know, for, for any listener out there that doesn't know how referee selection it, it goes, these guys are selected a, a couple months before the, that game is is in play. The, these schedules for the referees are scheduled way out. So they had, there was no knowing what the NFC championship matchup was going to be in terms of you know guys living in L.A. And, and all. I, think, I just think that, that story is a non-story and, and just complete garbage. I agree. So one last yep. thing that kind of closes out. So I know a lot of people heckled you on social media. What do you got to say then? Now the Patriots are back in the Super Bowl for the ninth time when they said the Patriots were done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a hilarious question. I, I, I just got to say to anybody, you, you never count out greatness. You know, no matter what your allegiances are in your own team, no matter how much you hate another team, you know, I, you just don't count out greatness. And, you know, until – these greats, you know, finally fall from grace. You, you just have to put stock in the fact that, you know, history is going to repeat itself with the same components in place. And no matter how much you like or dislike Tom Brady, the guy is an excellent quarterback and an excellent field general. And Bill Belichick is, is one of the best coaches that we'll probably ever see in the National Football League. So, you know, enjoy this while it lasts. Exactly. Don't, uh, yeah, enjoy don't hate it. greatness. Yes. This is something that we'll probably never see again. And, I, and I, you know, I feel so blessed as a Patriots fan to be to gone through this. Guys, they were 3-13 and 13 when I grew up. They terrible, with the exception of one Super Bowl appearance when they got crushed by the Bears, you know, in the 80s. But, you know, this this team... And the Packers in the is, 90s. Is, it, it's history in the making, and, and, and we've seen it for 17 years. I was watching the 2001 Super Bowl against the Rams, the first one, and that look like something that was out of the 70s. That's how much TV has, has you know, gone with AC and <laughs> yeah. everything else. I remember watching you know, that, too. Yeah, yeah that was great. It's show crazy off. how antiquated it looks. But, you know, you just can't you just can't shun greatness. Take a look at it. You're probably never going to see longevity like this in the, in the NFL again. And, uh, you know, that's that's all I got on that one. All I, right. I know that's a great close, Nick. Well, and I, 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 I'm in a full agreement. What you got, well, Matty? I, I just wanted to I just want to ask, okay, I need – the final score, who's going to win, and the MVP from the room. Ready? Go. Really okay, quick. I'm, we have I'm, one minute. I'm going to say, Nick, I'm say 38 to 24, New England. I think the game gets out of hand in the fourth quarter. Uh, my Super Bowl MVP is going to be the one and only Robert Gronkowski. And I think that he takes over. I'm looking for Gronk to go over 100 yards to the tune of two to three touchdowns. That sounds like a very plausible reality. All right, Kevin. I think it's going to be a wild and crazy game. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of crazy stuff. But, you know, since we we endorse the Rams, I'm going to pull for the Rams to pull it out with an overtime win by field goal, by a 60-yard kick by Zerline, 37-34. Wow. Wow. (laughs) All right. I I will go with Gronk will still get the MVP. A no-defense-being-played game because that's how the NFL is going and the Patriots and the uh, Chiefs were like that. So I'm going to go with a 
42-37 game. Rams win. Todd Gurley MVP. <laughs> And that, right. that they think that. That's hey, listen, this is this is we're going for David while you have Goliath there, yeah. Nick. It's like because that's what it is. I really want to say should. Patriots win. A great analogy, team. real quick to close out. It's like what CC Pass did to Roger Federer. He played a clean, perfect game. All three sets that he won went to overtime or extra extra time, or as they say, tiebreaker. And that's how CC Pass won. But. You know what? The Patriots are the heavy favorites, so good luck to them. And, Nick, I'm so glad you got to enjoy them, and thank you so much for calling in. I couldn't dare do a, a Super Bowl preview without you. Yeah, thank you, well, Nick. I, I appreciate being, being on the air with you guys. Uh, it's always a blast. Um, and, you know, regardless of your allegiances out there, enjoy the game. You talk about a full-circle storyline, you know, Brady's career and his excellence started with the Rams, and now we're looking at the Rams again, and let's just hope for a great game. The exactly. The 30 for 30 is right themselves. Oh, yeah, this that'll be a perfect right. one. Well, thank you again, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Chester, and I know you're a busy man, family man at all, so we'll let you go, get back to work, take care of the kids, tell Amy I said hello. And I definitely will. Until then, enjoy the Super Bowl, my brother. All right. Matt, Kevin, thank you very much. You guys take care. Thank, thank you. you. Well, that was Nick Chester, the New England Patriots fan since birth. It's going to be a great Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. And also, we have a great show coming up next. You got Claudia Chambal to Ask a Leader. Ask a Leader, the gold standard. Oh, you know it. I the haven't seen standard. her in two weeks. I, I miss her face. So hopefully <laughs> she's here somewhere around here somewhere. I think she's in it. All right. But if not, we're going to leave you with a little bit of nice music here. And until then, all sports matters. <laughs>